Hey everybody, welcome back. My name is Bubba and this is Coffee Break. Uh, in this podcast, we go over the coffee industry's most interesting uh, coffee-related news, podcasts, and resources. If it's your first time here, welcome. If it's your second, third, fourth time, uh, if you're returning, welcome back. Uh, if you like what you see, please do us a favor, hit the like button to get this in front of other people's eyes. Kind of spread the word a little bit. If you uh, have any comments or questions or suggestions on things that you would like to see or would like us to cover, please put that in the comment section below. And if you want to get updated on the most recent drops, please hit that subscribe button. Cool, let's get into it. And our first story of the day talks about, let's see, major coffee buyers face losses as Columbia farmers fail to deliver. So it looks like there is uh, a lot of coffee in Colombia that is not going to be shipped. Uh, a lot of these farmers are defaulting on their contracts, and I believe it's about 1 million pounds, which is about 10% of the total output of what they normally do, which is equivalent to about $50 million, I believe. Um, they're saying that the price of coffee could go up to as high as about $3 per pound. Um, and yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, there's actually something that I'm kind of learning myself but uh, one thing that the article states here says delivery defaults in a rallying coffee market are a huge issue for commodity exporters and traders who often hedge physical purchases by taking short positions in the futures market. So shorts and positions, I know of it. I just don't know a whole lot about it. I'm going to do more research and come back to you with uh, with more information about that. But it says it's causing them to, to uh, sustain steep losses as prices rise. Usually uh, traders would be able to sell the physical coffee they are owed at current lofty rates in order to offset the future uh, market loss. But in the case of default, they can't. Defaults can also force traders to purchase supply uh, supplies pre-sold to roasters at a loss in the pricey spot market and actually something really interesting that happened in the uh, podcast last week with the coffee town hall is they talked about defaults i uh, got a little more information there but uh, i definitely want to find out more learn more and get back to you because maybe this is something that you're interested in as well but yeah a lot of stuff happening in columbia right now a lot of coffee being delayed like you see in a lot of different places um yeah pretty interesting so our next story talks about lab-grown coffee. I didn't know much about lab-grown coffee. I've heard about it, but um, this is probably the first article that I've seen that kind of dives in a little more detail. Um, a lot of it talks about, you know, with the climate the way it is and everything and with deforestation happening and, uh, you know, a lot of crops of the drought and then the frosts. There is potentially a need in the future uh, to have lab-grown coffee uh make it available stuff that takes tastes very similar to coffee but takes a lot less to produce um and it's a lot faster to produce i think with this initial one from atmos i believe or at atmo they did a test on it they said it tastes kind of like a cross between black coffee and uh, uh black tea kind of more tea-like uh, it's not approved for consumption, so the person that tried it wasn't able to actually drink it. They just kind of swirled it around their mouth. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's a culture. They cultivate it. They uh, roast it and grind it. It's kind of a trip. It says the process requires no pesticides and has a much lower water footprint. Um, and because of this, it can produce uh, local markets and cuts down in transport uh, cuts down transport emissions. Um... The one that Atmo makes, they're, I believe, a Seattle-based company. 
they use ingredients such as uh, date extracts, chicory root, grape skins, they add caffeine. They roast it, they grind it, and they brew it. It said the, it results in a 93% lower carbon emission and 94% less water used in conventional coffee production. Uh, and doesn't have to do anything and doesn't affect like deforestation and everything. These are the huge tanks that they kind of uh, make the uh, concoction in, the brew in. Uh, and it basically says they convert compounds from plant waste into the same compounds contained in green coffee. Uh, article also goes on to talk about there was a survey done in Canada and said about 72% of people say they would not drink lab grown coffee. Uh, I don't know if I would. I'd probably taste it to see what it tastes like. I don't know if I drink it. It's something that I think adoption wise will take a will take a while to get people used to. Uh, but in the end, like if that's the only thing that's available, and you know, coffee production drops like a crazy amount. I mean, who knows? People need to get the fix, right? So it's kind of a trip thinking about that. Um, one thing that they were saying in the article was that um and this is kind of on the opposite end of it is that there's a huge risk and that's that the lab-grown coffee could create significant socioeconomic problems that could drive even greater climate change effects uh they said it's not clear if in the end its net effect may worsen global sustainability along with many millions of lives so let's say they do start uh, growing a lot of this uh lab-grown coffee right so they're producing a lot they're reducing a lot of water usage uh, you know uh, not a whole bunch in regards to like transporting and going from, you know, Athia, uh, Africa, South America, up here and like to the states or around the world. What happens to all these families that that's their primary source of income, right? Like, what happens to these people now? They have no income coming in. What do they do for 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 money to survive? So, it's kind of crazy to think that yeah, it kind of helps in one way, but in another way, it kind of shakes the system up a lot, you know. Um, yeah so i mean good thing is this is probably years and years out. i think they said they have four more years until they could potentially get some kind of approval for uh being able to sell the lab grown coffee but yeah kind of trippy stuff that you don't really see with the coffee market and our next story talks about the company oatly you know oat milk and such uh, they're starting a research and innovation center at wilborg's innovation hub in science village that they're dubbing space this building right here big old cube a whole bunch of certifications, like lead certifications and such. Um, about 6,000 square meters, the article talks about. And what they hope is that a lot of individuals, companies, and researchers will kind of get together and focus on um, what they're saying is to help develop um, the, the, sorry, the sustainable solutions of tomorrow. That's a tongue twister. Uh, the objective of Oli's investment in Lund is to thoroughly examine the potential of oats to lead the transition to more plant-based food system. A shift to more food-based uh, diet is crucial for creating a food system within the planet's limitations, and oats have a major unrealized potential and could become an important part of solution. So I'm kind of curious to see what they see and what they're seeing in oats. For me, oats, yeah, they give you a lot of energy, but like, what else can they do? I'm really, yeah, really curious to see what they develop and what they kind of come out with, not only food-wise, but um, biomaterial-wise, like creating things maybe, let's say, you know, like clothing or building materials or, I don't know. Um, very curious. Uh, yeah, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Cool, and the podcast that I found that was pretty good this week was from Keys to the Shop. 
the topic was do you need experience to open a coffee shop so long of the short do you need experience Meh, probably not uh, is it good that you do have some kind of experience even if it's some basic understanding like maybe talking to a, a coffee shop owner yeah it'll, it'll help you a lot you know uh, it's not saying that you can't be successful because there's a lot of places that um i believe you know people who don't have experience they open a shop and they are successful but um kind of like anything right if you get a tutor with something it helps increase your chances that you'll be successful in whatever subject matter that may be right same thing with this um the more experience you have the better off you'll the better position you'll be to be successful and a lot of times what it does is you're you're cutting down a lot of uh, uh, learning time that you would have to go through and experience on your own by just leveraging somebody else's experience or just getting your own experience ahead of time. Um, really good conversation um, or talk rather than didn't really talk to anybody, but it was more of like he's just kind of talking it through himself. Um, it did reference a book and I'm going to actually link it as well. It's here. It's called What I Know About Running Coffee Shops. Um, I'll link everything. You can check that out if you um, have thought about opening your own coffee shop and are kind of on the fence or like really want to plan for it in the future. A really good initial conversation. Um, I would recommend you know getting some kind of experience, like the the guy said, even if it's just talking to a coffee shop owner. Um, but if you're able to you know pull a shift or two behind a coffee bar, cool. Even you know more power to you because that. That kind of um, experience, it's gold. Like to for you to be able to, to know what it is to be uh, like a barista and what it takes and the, the energy and the care and the effort. Um, yeah, just being being able to be empathetic to uh, your your workers and their situations, and you know, do whatever you can to make sure that they're taken care of. They help uh, because if they're taken care of, uh, that translates to the customers. You know it's all positive all the way down and hopefully that you know leads to better sales and everything but uh yeah if you're looking to open a coffee shop go ahead and definitely check out this quick little 13 minute podcast i believe and uh check out that book what i know about running coffee shops heard it's really good i'm actually going to pick it up and read it through myself we got a big event coming up this is the milan world coffee championships this is going to take place October 22nd to the 26th. This is the culmination of all the different regional cups and championships and such that have been going on over the last, you know, certain amount of time, year or so. Um, you got the Brewers Cup coming up, the World Tasters Cup champion, and the World Brisa uh, champion. So pretty big. Uh, I'm looking forward to kind of uh, watching. Hopefully everything's streamed live. I can check that out. I would like to go to Milan, uh, but really can't. I think that's a lot of us right now, but if we can watch it online, you know, it's always cool. It's, it's cool to see that side of things, you know, the really showy part of uh, the coffee industry. And, you know, a lot of these people who do compete, they put a lot of time and energy and effort and a lot of money uh, behind just getting to that point. It's kind of a trip to, to actually realize and uh, how much money is spent getting these people prepared and prepped to these places. And next story talks about the winners of the 2022 Roaster of the Year. So Roast Magazine, they chose their Roasters of the Year. The winners are the Micro Roaster is Little Waves Coffee Roaster based out of Durham, North Carolina. And the Macro Roaster of the Year is Huckleberry Roasters. These guys are based out of Denver. 
I'm going to put links to their individual uh, websites in the show notes so you can check them out if you want to order coffee go ahead and support them congratulate them if you can send them a little message and yeah it's always fun to support the um, others in our coffee community cool but that's all i got for today uh, again if you like what you heard uh, go ahead and hit that like button if you want to hear anything uh in particular you want me to cover any topics in particular definitely let me know in the comments down below and if you want to get notified of any new drops go ahead and hit that subscribe button thank you for tuning in and i hope to see you next time you guys have a good rest of your day bye